April 2nd. Our reading today in the New Testament will come from the book of Luke, chapter 9, beginning at verse 51, and we'll read through chapter 10, verse 12. Now, last time we were together in Luke, chapter 9, we learned some very important principles. We learned that Christ equips us. He'll never send us out to do a task without first giving us what we need. Christ enables us. And we asked the question, how could 12 men feed 5,000 people? Well, the answer, of course, the men couldn't. Only the enabling of the Lord could accomplish such a miracle. And we learned that Christ encourages us. You know, if you confess Christ as Son of God and Savior and take up your cross and follow Him, He will reveal to you His kingdom and His glory. Our problem very often is we add on Christianity to our lives like adding on a room to our house. It's still our house. It's been said often, I think aptly so, that so many people who call themselves Christians have been inoculated with just enough Christianity to make them very unhappy. And so as a result of not giving over entirely our lives to Christ, we never see or experience His kingdom and His glory. We learned that Christ endures us. He said, How long shall I be with you and bear with you? Well, as we move into chapter 10, uh, the chapter asks some questions by way of personal inventory. And the question we'll hear today is, What makes you serve? What is your motivation? See, Jesus was not limited to the twelve. Seventy others obeyed Him and helped to reap the harvest. But the laborers are still few. Oh yeah, lots and lots of people professing Christianity, but the laborers are few. And here we'll learn why. The ministry is difficult and dangerous. A lot of folks who want to go into ministry have stars in their eyes about it. But the true ministry of the Lord is difficult and dangerous, but it's also very rewarding. Are you obedient to His call? That is the main question. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. April 2nd, the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 51, through chapter 10, verse 12. As the time drew near for his return to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. But they were turned away. The people of the village refused to have anything to do with Jesus because he had resolved to go to Jerusalem. When James and John heard about it, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we order down fire from heaven to burn them up? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. So they went on to another village. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you no matter where you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but I, the Son of Man, have no home of my own, not even a place to lay my head. He said to another person, Come, be my disciple. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. Jesus replied, Let those who are spiritually dead care for their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach the coming of the kingdom of God. Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you. But first, let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back 
is not fit for the kingdom of God. The Lord now chose seventy-two other disciples and sent them on ahead in pairs to all the towns and villages he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is so great, but the workers are so few. Pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, and ask him to send out more workers for his fields. Go now and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take along any money, or a traveler's bag, or even an extra pair of sandals, and don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Whenever you enter a home, give it your blessing. If those who live there are worthy, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. When you enter a town, don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide you. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality, because those who work deserve their pay. If a town welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you, and heal the sick. As you heal them, say, The kingdom of God is near you now. But if a town refuses to welcome you, go out into its streets and say, We wipe the dust of your town from our feet as a public announcement of your doom. And don't forget the kingdom of God is near. The truth is, even wicked Sodom will be better off than such a town on the Judgment Day. Hey guys, what's up? This is Jake, uh, phasing up from phase one to phase two. Um, so thankful for the farm. Uh, what an awesome experience that was, getting to discover myself. And now, um, can't wait to serve my brothers. Um, Vincent, hope you're uh, working on that bench press and getting that up. Um, Nate, Jason, everybody down there on the farm, love you guys. Um, can't wait to see you. Stick it out. And just give God a chance and uh, invest in this ministry. Christ is risen! Psalm 74, verses 1 through 23. What we see, written probably after the destruction of the temple, this psalm reveals the anguish of one who deeply loved God and could not understand why he permitted such desecration. Israel was his flock and his inheritance, and Mount Zion was his dwelling place. Yet he allowed evil men to destroy his people and his house. Why, O Lord? We'll read about what we do not see. God is king, but we do not see his hand working as in past centuries. We see no signs, and we have no prophet to interpret the times and give us God's message. One of God's judgments is to leave his people without a word of guidance because they have refused to obey his will. And finally, here in this psalm, we'll be reading about what we want to see. Surely Asaph knew that the sins of the nation caused the invasion of the enemy and the destruction of the temple. As a faithful Jew, he wanted to see the city and the people delivered and the enemy defeated. Well, that would happen in due time, when God's discipline of his people was ended and their rebellion conquered. Meanwhile, all he could do was weep, pray, trust God, and wait. Psalm 74, 
verses 1 through 23, a psalm of Asaph. O God, why have you rejected us forever? Why is your anger so intense against the sheep of your own pasture? Remember that we are the people you chose in ancient times, the tribe you redeemed as your own special possession. And remember Jerusalem, your home here on earth. Walk through the awful ruins of the city. See how the enemy has destroyed your sanctuary. There your enemies shouted their victorious battle cries. There they set up their battle standards. They chopped down the entrance, like woodcutters in a forest. With axes and picks they smashed the carved paneling. They set the sanctuary on fire, burning it to the ground. They utterly defiled the place that bears your holy name. Then they thought, Let's destroy everything. So they burned down all the places where God was worshipped. We see no miraculous signs as evidence that you will save us. All the prophets are gone. No one can tell us when it will end. How long, O God, will you allow our enemies to mock you? Will you let them dishonor your name forever? Why do you hold back your strong right hand? Unleash your powerful fist and deliver a death blow. You, O God, are my king from ages past, bringing salvation to the earth. You split the sea by your strength and smashed the sea monsters' heads. You crushed the heads of Leviathan and let the desert animals eat him. You caused the springs and streams to gush forth. And you dried up rivers that never run dry. Both day and night belong to you. You made the starlight and the sun. You set the boundaries of the earth, and you make both summer and winter. See how these enemies scoff at you, Lord. A foolish nation has dishonored your name. Don't let these wild beasts destroy your doves. Don't forget your afflicted people forever. Remember your covenant promises, for the land is full of darkness and violence. Don't let the downtrodden be constantly disgraced. Instead, let these poor and needy ones give praise to your name. Arise, O God, and defend your cause. Remember how these fools insult you all day long. Don't overlook these things your enemies have said. Their uproar of rebellion grows ever louder. Proverbs 12, verse 11. Hard work means prosperity. Only fools idle away their time.